0: His Holiness, Vidyadi Raja Chattambi Swamigal. In the series of Saints of India, this soul presents to you the life of Chattambi Swamigal. At the outset, my sincere thanks to Shri Ji for his consent to use his article on Swamigal. The content has been authored by Ji and had appeared in Splendor magazine few years ago. Shri Vidyadi Raja Chattambi Swamigal, the great scholar saint of Kerala. Chattambi Swamigal, the pioneering spirit behind the cultural, social and religious renaissance of modern Kerala, was a saint who lived in the first quarter of the 20th century. This saint neither wore a saffron guard nor gave formal initiations or established any order or mud. Yet, He was an ascetic and a seer of the highest order, a true realized soul. It was he who was chiefly instrumental in pioneering the religious and cultural renaissance of Kerala, which was later vigorously led to its fruition by Sri Narayana Guru. Both had deep respect and affection for each other. During one of his peregrinations before he attained world fame, Swami Vivekananda had met Chattambi Swamigal in the residence of Ramayir, the the then-the-secretary to the Diwan of Travancore princely state. They conversed with each other for some time in Sanskrit. It was later revealed that among many abstruse and esoteric subjects they discussed, the significance of Chin Mudra also figured and chattambi Swamigal explained the importance of it to the fullest satisfaction of Swamiji. Swamiji had discussed this subject earlier also with so many scholars and saints and none of them was able to give him a convincing answer as Chetambi Swamigal did. The revered Swamigal's spiritual accomplishments, Sanskrit learning and Vedantic scholarship left an indelible impression on Swami Vivekananda, so much so that after emerging from the discussion, Swamiji stated that he had met a remarkable man. Our saints, when formally initiated into sannyasa by their gurus, are conferred their monastic names following the Dasanami Sampradaya established by Adi Shankara. The followers of this Sampradaya may suffix their monastic names with such appellations like Ananda, Saraswati, Puri, Tirtha, Giri, etc. To those who are accustomed with this system, the name Chattambi Swamigal may sound a little bizarre. Chattambi in Malayalam means monitor, leader, etc. His real name was Kunyan Pullai. In those days, children were sent to traditional village schools. Kodi Pallukoda, where they were taught grammar, mathematics, Sanskrit Kavya, and Alankara. The teachers in those traditional schools were called Asans. Kunyan Pulai studied under one such Asan by name Vaitail Raman Pulai Asan. He saw a little prodigy in Kunyan Pulai and appointed him as a leader of the class. In those days, such class leaders were called Chattambi, meaning leader or monitor. Thus, Kunyan was called Chattambi and he retained this title throughout his life. Hence, even after becoming a yogi, he was reverentially called Chattambi Swamigal by the people. This is a very rare and unique christening in the history of saints anywhere in the world. Birth Chattambi Swamigal. Was born into a poor Naya family of Travancore on 25th August 1853. He was born into Barani Nakshatra and his horoscope indicated Pravarje Yoga. His original name was Ayappan, but he was popularly and fondly called as Kunyan Pullai and later Shanmukadasan also. His father was Vasudeva Sharma. A Nambudri Brahmin and a temple priest and the conditions of his family were so indigent that even his pious mother, Ullurkoda Nangadevi, Angadevi, had to work to supplement family income, childhood and education. Kunyan grew up in very needy circumstances. He was longing to go to school but was not able to because he did not have the means to give Guru Dakshina to Asan there was a mud known as kollur mud near his home one sastrigal taught the brahmin boys of that mud kunyan Pullai used to run errand for the mud thirsty after knowledge kunyan used to sit outside the mud to learn the lessons by overhearing them this act of kunyan moved the heart of sastrigal and he allowed kunyan to sit inside this helped them Earned remarkable proficiency in Sanskrit. Later, Kunyan studied under Petail Raman Asan, who was a well known teacher and Sanskrit scholar. It is Petail Raman who realized the prodigy in Kunyan and appointed him as the Chattambi of the class. This title stuck to him throughout his life. But he could not finish his studies at Raman Asan because his mother was ailing and he had to support his family. In those days, Kunyan used to disappear frequently from his house and friends. After searching, they would find him in a nearby dilapidated and awe-inspiring Kali temple, seated in a yogic posture, absorbed in deep meditation, just like a child in the lap of the mother, fearless. Youth and Spiritual Orientation Slowly, His curiosity for Vedanta was increasing. He used to be immersed in the study of advanced Tamil Vedantic texts. Brilliant as he was, he was able to grasp many things, but somewhere in the recess of his heart, he felt the need of a guru. With this intent, he would serve any and every saffron clad, but invariably met with disappointment. During one of those days of dejection, there appeared in Kannanmohla Kullu temple adjacent to his home an old venerable saint an avadutha having long matted hair and beard. Kunyan served him with devotion for days together and while parting, he implored him to give him mantra. The avadutha initiated him into balasubramanya mantra. With this was visible a tremendous change in Kunyan. He realized that he was attaining many siddhis due to the power of this mantra. Those around him also became aware of the siddhis of Kunyan and they started approaching him for various spiritual remedies from ailments etc. But all these were not palliative for his poverty. He had to support his family. In those days, The Travancore State Secretariat Building was under construction. Kunyan joined in its construction work as a casual labourer. Later, he worked as a scribe in Travancore and Tamil Nadu. At that time, the Diwan of Travancore princely state held an interview to appoint a few youths with good hand as clerks in the state service. Kunyan also attended it. Diwan himself was the interviewer. He gave Kunyan a few advanced problems for cracking. To the astonishment of the Diwan, Kunyan solved them with ease within seconds and he was immediately appointed as a clerk with four rupees as monthly salary. But in the month end, he was given ten rupees as salary instead of four. But Kunyan requested the Diwan to take back the excess amount and give him only four. Later, when on an occasion his sleeve application was rejected by his superior officer, he quit the job which any youth of the then Travancore would have coveted in those days. Petil Ramanpullai Asan used to conduct discourses in Vedanta regularly at his place. Music lessons were also imparted. Kunyan got acquainted with a Tamil Vedantic scholar, Swaminatha Desikar from the classes, and he learned a little Vedanta in Tamil from him. Impressed by the curiosity and interest and also charmed by the brilliance of Kunyan, he took him to a Tamil Vedantic scholar, Subhajathapati. Subhajathapati was a consumer age scholar in Vedanta and his house was a veritable Gurukula of Vedanta where brilliant disciples from various parts of the country lived and studied the subject. A glance was enough for Subhajatapati to understand the intellectual prowess and spiritual attainment of his new-found disciple that he took him to his Gurukula. At Jathapati's, Kunyanpullai was exposed to all authoritative texts of Vedanta in Sanskrit and Tamil. He lived there for about four years. In addition to Vedanta, he learned from others, Marmavidya, Siddhavaidya and also the doctrines of Islam. When returned from Tamil Nadu, he had become a veritable encyclopedia. Birth of a Yogi Even after learning so much, Kunyan Pullai's mind was discontented. He knew that he was still far away from that Advaitic realization of oneness of all. The inherent unity of all being. What texts give us about this experience is only an intellectual comprehension. But the plane of spiritual realization is not intellect. It transforms the whole being. It is Apaurakshanobudhi, that is, direct and plenary experience which is unqualified and beyond all conditions and dualities. Attaining it is more difficult than climbing Mount Everest. Here is the need of a Guru. Majority of spiritual seekers or Sadhaks have crossed the Samsara Sagara with the help of this board in the form of Guru. Every spiritual Sadhak understands the importance of a Guru. The real and eternal Guru according to Ramakrishna Paramahansa is Sachidananda or Ishwara himself. When a Sadhak, pines for a teacher for his spiritual uplift, Ishwara himself will appear before him in the form of a guru. What is required is only sincere yearning. This has been the experience of Sadak's throughout the ages. Kunyan was also pinning for his guru. At last, he appeared rather strangely. One day, Kunyan had a rare spectacle of a beggar, who was eating from garbage. He was having his food along with a pack of dogs. Kunyan looked intently at the man, at his sparkling eyes and also at his serene and contented face radiating with joy. He thought that this man could be a real nyani. When the man started going back, Kunyan also followed. The man increased his pace and Kunyan too. When the man realized that he was being followed, he started running, but Kunyan was in no mood to retreat. At last, they reached the edge of a thick jungle and the man disappeared into the jungle. Exhausted, Kunyan suddenly swooned and fell down. Here the man returned and touched a young Kunyan. He regained his lost consciousness. The man was enchanted by the calm and serene face of Kunyan. He gave him Mantra Diksha and Kunyan was made a jnani, a full realized soul. Now looking back, who can say that the man who appeared in the form of a beggar was not Lord Shiva himself, the yogi of all yogis. Strange are the ways of God. After attaining spiritual realization, when Swamigal healed the sick, People started worshipping him. He was loved by all, prince and pauper alike. Though he had thousands of admirers and followers in the then Travancore, he never established a sanyasa order or mud. He was averse to name and fame. When the powerful and aristocratic Nair community wished to install him as their spiritual leader, he refused. Such profound was his renunciation. Being a yogi who was always established in the Brahma consciousness, he was compassion incarnate. His compassion knew no distinction whether human, animal, ants, or birds. Innumerable eyewitness stories are there how we tamed wild animals and poisonous snakes and communicated with animals and birds in their own peculiar language. If we love an insect, it will reciprocate. Is his teaching. Sampurna Kalanidhi. What strikes most a person who is studying Swamigal is his amazing versatility. Nothing was beyond his ken. He was proficient in Tamil, Sanskrit, and Malayalam languages and literature. He was well versed in Vedas and grammar. He was at the same time an astrologer and a Taraka Sastra Visarada. He composed beautifully and sang melodiously. He was fond of music and his favorite instrument was ganjira, though he was able to play drum and mridanga with equal felicity. He was interested in acting and was particularly fond of kadhakali. He was a talented painter, astounding wrestler and an expert in marmavidya. He was an inimitable writer and a luxuriant poet he was able to prophesy too with his yogic powers. No wonder then that the people bestowed the title Sampurna Kalanidhi on him. With all these accomplishments, he could have wallowed in luxury and led a kingly life. But he led the life of a true Parivrajaka. He had no material possessions except a mundu, an old umbrella, a walking stick and a ganjira. Like Sri Ramakrishna Paramahamsa, he had an innate dislike for wealth, but he gave in gift 80 acres of land registered in his name. Being a true sannyasi, in deference to the ordinances in asastras, he never stayed at one place for long and was on the move constantly. It is learned that during one of these journeys, he visited the house of young Balakrishna Menon, who was later to attain world fame as Swami Chinmayananda, the founder of mission Balakrishna Menon was a little child then. Swamiji caressed the child Balakrishnan and it is revealed later that the child Balakrishnan had a secret initiation at the hands of Swamiji then itself. While departing, looking at the child affectionately, he told his parents that he had taught the child everything which was to be proved prophetic later. On his 60th birthday in 1913, the title Vidyadi Raja Tirthapada, Paramabattara was conferred on him at a simple ceremony attended by distinguished scholars. But even then, this great yogi was his usual humble self and said that he loved to be called by his name Chattambi Swamigal. A man of miracles. As a yogi, he was an abode of all Siddhis, but he never used it for personal aggrandizement. Even on occasions when he was compelled to demonstrate his yogic powers, it was only instructive in nature. He knew the language of wild animals and even ants. He was able to tame and control them. One of the popular miracles he performed is known as the Feast for Dogs. There was a corrupt civil servant in the then Travancore who was infamous among the public for his avarice and wanton corruption. One day, he invited Swamigal to dine with him. He accepted the invitation of this depraved and vainglorious officer on condition that he would bring along with him a few of his disciples who should also be entertained. The conceited officer, without knowing what was behind Swamiji's mind, readily agreed. When the feast began, a pack of stray dogs entered the hall, sat by the plantain leaves on which the meals were served, and ate the meals in an unusually orderly manner. After finishing the meals, they removed the leaves and vanished from the place suddenly. After this, Swamigal called the awestruck officer aside and told him that all these dogs were highly placed officers in their previous birth and it was their corruption, plunder and other heinous acts which caused them this downfall of being born as dogs in this birth. Hence sinful people would surely be punished in the next birth if not in the present one. His Mahasamadhi. Samadhi Towards the close of his life, He settled down at Panmana, a place 18 kilometers north of Kollam in Kerala. There were streams of visitors daily and he showered benedictions on all of them. The old age was creeping on him with its concomitant infirmities. But he consoled his admirers and devotees by pointing out that it was natural for the body to show signs of debility because of age and it was the precursor to his final release, Moksha. He had even prophesied his time of Mahasamadhi, though many could not understand it then. When the final moment arrived, he sat in Padmasana and got absorbed in meditation. In that pose, in a few seconds, this inimitable devotee of God, who was love and compassion incarnate, merged his self, with that of the absolute like a true yogi. His Samadhi was at 4pm on 5th May 1924. His mortal remains were enshrined at his Samadhi Sthanam at Panmana in Koyalon district in Kerala, which has grown into Panmana Ashram and a pilgrim centre today. His teachings Swamigal elevated the moral and spiritual standard of each and every one who came in contact with him. He was the architect and the powerhouse of the social and spiritual renaissance of the 20th century Kerala. He served as a beacon to the rudderless Kerala society and without his stewardship, the ship of Kerala Hindu society would have wrecked in the stormy seas of rigid casteism, inhuman social inequalities and all-pervading social and spiritual gloom. His preaching and works unleashed a torrent of spirituality by which was washed away the accumulated sins of centuries-old casteism, untouchability, and social inequalities from the social and spiritual arena of Kerala. With his teachings and works, he even inspired Sri Narayana Guru, another reformer saint of Kerala, from a backward Araba community. He preached Ahimsa and abhorred the killing of animals and exposed the virtues of vegetarianism. He reiterated that the whole universe is the manifestation of the One. The apparent differences between different objects are only illusion. An understanding of this truth will lead to liberation and salvation. He declared, that both the brahmins and non-brahmins have equal right to learn the vedas he stood also for equal rights for women women cannot be fettered by any power in the world she is the symbol of the creative force and the presiding deity of the universe enslavement of women is a manifestation of male arrogance it is against all canons of justice and ethics it is immoral and criminal he declared his works, though many of his works have been lost and thus consigned to oblivion, whatever little works published shows the extent of the versatility, erudition and also the spiritual elevation and grandeur of Swamiji. Around 16 of his works have hitherto been published by different publishers at different times which include Advaita Chinta Pranavavum Sankhya Darshanavam, Devi Manasapoja Sostra Vyakyanam, Pasaha Padmapuranam, Vedadhigara Nirupanam. The lost works include Advaita Pancharam, Tamirakam, Vedanta Saram, Shanmada Nirupanam, Punarjanma Nirupanam, Sarvamada Samarasyam. The titles themselves indicate the immense scholastic value of these lost works. Before concluding, it may be appropriate to recall what Swami Chinmayananda said while paying glowing tributes to Sri Chattambi Swamigal. My teacher, Sri Swami Thapovanam, had a great reverence for Sri Chattambi Swamigal and it is in fact from Sri Gurudev that I heard so often of the spiritual and mystical glory of this rare sage of Kerala. Sri Chattambi Swamigal has been one of the constant altars at which I have surrendered and invoked endless streams of power and strength. His spiritual stature is unmatched by any of the greatest men I have so far met. What I am today capable of in serving the world, I owe to this unique sage. It seems that I had a secret initiation at the hands of the Swamigal my homage, at the altar of this majesty of knowledge. Indeed, he was a rare sage, and let us pay tributes to his hallowed memory. Om Namo Bhagavate Vidyadi Rajaya, Om Shri Mahatripura Sundari Namaha, Shri Gurubhyo Namaha.